Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that Lash Boss Summit is in Austin on April 22nd and 23rd of 2023. You can head to lashbossradio.com or lashbosssummit.com to buy tickets. Hope to see you there. Hey everyone, welcome back to Lash Boss Radio. I'm Shelby, your host, and today we're going to talk about who's in the wrong, the artist or the client. So um, I'm in a lot of forums, and I'm also in forums for like just business in particular, but um, I see a lot of screenshots of messages with clients, and I just love to read the comments and just kind of read other people's takes on it. I used to respond to a lot and give my two cents and now I kind of just stay out of it. But I thought it would be a fun episode. I'm not going to pull up specific people because I'm not going to do that. But I'm going to give scenarios where I've seen people talk about this situation and wonder what to do in the situation. Um, If you disagree with me at all, that's fine. Um, But I, yeah, I think that this would be just a fun thing to do. So first one is... The client texts you and says, five of my lashes fell out. Can you fill back in the five that fell? Whose fault is that? Well, it should come to no surprise that most of these, what I'm going to say, but I think that if you haven't explained how the shedding cycle works and you haven't explained that your lashes are shedding every single day we do lose a couple of lashes between the both eyes every day we lose hair all over our body every day and this is because of the hair growth cycle it's different for different part like different parts of our body the hair on our head grows a much longer amount of time than our lashes do that's why these are shorter than our hair is right but some people don't know that because they didn't go to beauty school did you know that before you went to beauty school maybe you did maybe you didn't but We can't just call our clients stupid or just assume that they know these things at the same time. So I think um, in in response to that, I would explain how the shedding cycle works. Like this is a normal thing, Um, but also change the way that you talk to clients for the first time and put this in your consultations, put it on your website, make a post about it. It doesn't have to be this um, like bland even even like harsh or anything type of post. It could just be a fun educational post to talk about how the hair growth cycle works for lashes. So your hair is growing for a couple of weeks on your lash line and then it stops and then after a while it sheds and then a new hair grows in its place. And the whole cycle can be a couple of months long, right? But we're not seeing all of them shed all at the same time. We're usually just seeing a couple at a time. But for somebody that has never gotten lashes before and they're usually just wearing mascara, washing their mascara off with their eyes closed, they're not seeing the little lash fall down the drain. Their lashes are always shedding with or without extensions, but they just maybe not don't know that. So some clients, let's say it's the situation where the client does know certain things, but they think that they can just get things from you if they ask. So you don't necessarily want to be a pushover and say, you know what? Yes, I will get you back in. I realize I didn't tell you this type of thing. Oh, thank you so much for asking. That's a great question. Here's how um, shedding and stuff works. And um, just kind of explain it to them that way. I wouldn't necessarily 
assume that just because you do something as a courtesy one time that they're not going to expect it again and again. Most people don't. They're going to see like, okay, yeah, I get this is just a one-time thing, but some people do. Some people will take that and run with it and like keep finding other things to complain about if they can spot it in you that you're kind of wishy-washy and just will, you know, fold for them. So to answer the question, whose fault is it, the artist or the client? It is the artist's fault because they didn't explain that in the first place. Like, I don't think any client should have their lashes done and not understand that the lashes are going to continue to grow and shed. And this is why we want to see them every two weeks because there's so much growth that happens in that time. We really want to make sure that we're getting to all the grown out lashes. We're getting to all of the lashes that are newly grown in and waiting longer than two weeks um, really just adds, you know, we may not get to all of those lashes. So I think two weeks is a great time. Does that mean all of the lashes are gone and you don't have great lash retention? No, it actually just means that you have so much time in that appointment to focus on the artistry, not like trying to like catch them up and like fill up all of the lashes. But this has a lot to do with how you explain how to take care of the lashes, when to rebook and all of that. So a lot of a lot of this is on us to make sure that the client understands. Next one, who's in the wrong, the artist or the client? The client reaches out and says, I don't like my lashes. They are too full. And the person is writing um, to ask, I don't understand because um, you were so happy when you left. The artist might be confused because the client expressed how happy they were at the end of the appointment. So whose fault is that? I think it's both, a little bit of both. Um, But we also, as professionals in the beauty industry, kind of have to understand human nature a little bit. A lot of people are people pleasers. And unfortunately, in this generation especially, this is how we were kind of raised in a way. Like, it has a lot to do with how we're raised, I mean. Um, A long time ago, our parents didn't really, a lot of our parents didn't really encourage speaking about things, um, things were kind of like hush, hush, and we didn't talk about that or we don't want to do this or that. And so we have all kind of, kind of gotten accustomed to just being polite or just being nice, be nice, be good. And I think now this newer generation growing up is understanding. I'm not going to talk about the generation thing for uh, too much, but, um, I think right now the young children growing up right now are realizing you can stand up for yourself and you can be polite while doing it. Doesn't not like just because you disagree or um, don't want something or are putting up a boundary, you don't have to be mean about it. But um, having boundaries is not a bad thing. So with this in mind, I understand that a lot of clients of my age or older may not feel comfortable to just flat out tell you the truth. How many clients would you say have just flat out told you to your face at the appointment that they didn't like something? Most people will actually say, most people will actually say that they like it. It's perfect. See you. See you next time. And they either won't rebook or they'll send you a message later saying, hey, actually, I don't like these. So in this case, I would say it's the client's fault only partially. It's both. But the client's fault in that she didn't she didn't express 
at that time or even beforehand, like what she did or didn't want. But at the same time, the client just may not know what to have asked for. She just may not think to to say, I don't want this. I do want this. They don't even understand which things to request. Sometimes they had their lashes done somewhere else and they liked them so much without having to express much. And so they assume someone else is going to kind of do the same thing and it's kind of all going to be the same. And that's not the case. So the reason why I think that this is also the artist's fault is because you should be giving your clients um, visually a difference of what their lashes can look like. You could do this um, even not with photos, but like actually making fans and putting them on like a lash line type of situation and showing the differences of the different thicknesses that you can achieve with volume or with classic or with mega volume. Then you could also have photos that showcase this on your website, on your social media, and during the consultation, you can be asking about these things. And then in general, just ask more questions at the consultation. Try to really understand what does this person normally have on their eyes? Is it a lot of eyeliner? Is it a lot of mascara? Do they wear false lashes? Do they wear no makeup? Because those are things that are kind of going to tell you what this person is used to seeing on themselves. And if you give them too much or too little, that can make somebody feel like this isn't for them when they really need to understand that this is so customizable. There is something that's going to work for you. We just need to understand what that is. And also, I will say, you can even tell a client, you don't have to be married to this design that we did today. We can always change it up. We can make it more full. We can make it less full. We can change the length. We can change the shaping. But you want to try and get it right on the first time so that it's just small little variations and they're still pretty happy when they leave the first time. So I think this is both the artist and the client. Third one, who's in the wrong, the artist or the client? All of my lashes fell out. I did everything you told me to. Can I get a refund? Whose fault is that? So it could be both. It could be either. In this case, um, it kind of just depends what that consultation was like, what the aftercare talk was like. Some people give a really thorough consultation in aftercare, and I think that they're way less likely to have a text like that come through. And then some people aren't as – it's kind of the same thing that we just talked about. Not everyone knows all of the things we know about lash extensions and how they work and how they last and everything. So I think it's our job to teach our clients that. And um, something that could help with this, having a printout of aftercare – um, having it on your website, sending them that link in like a follow-up email to check on them. If they picked at them and then they just didn't feel comfortable to tell you I messed up and I did this and they just assume that you're going to take care of it because they think you're going to buy the all my lashes fell out thing. If you're not having this problem with anyone else and it was just really one person, chances are it's something that they did. So I do want to validate that. But um, for somebody that is like a picker myself, to be honest, I'm not a good lash extension client. Um, I know how how you can pick them off, and I don't I don't lie about that. I, I you know say that I picked them off, but I sometimes would wonder back in the day whenever I was a solo artist, the the few clients that had retention problems. Was it really something I was doing or were they also a picker and just not wanting to say? So I started finding ways to talk to clients without making them feel shamed or like they were going to get in trouble for 
doing that, I just wanted to know like what the truth was. So the way that I would do this in my consultations or in my um, first service with them, I would talk to them about um, lashes are really going to be stuck on there. Like unless you're really messing with them and pulling them off, they're going to be on there through through everything. You want to make sure you clean them so that they it's healthier for your lash line. They look better. They feel softer. They're not they don't have all this buildup there. Um, which can sometimes like just cause a lot of issues. But I also just wanted to tell them we can tell or I can tell if a client is picking at them or doesn't clean them or or what the issue is. So feel free to reach out and troubleshoot if you have any questions because I, I can really look at your lash line and be able to tell what's going on. And that's how they won't be able to lie about it if it's something but sometimes like what if it was something that you did? Maybe you didn't like rinse the cleanser off well enough or something that a fluke or whatever. But that should be a one time thing. If it's a client that's repeatedly saying I have retention problems, it's probably something the client is doing. So another thing you can start doing in your consultations is just kind of saying like, hey, if anything's ever um, an issue, feel free to reach out. I can take a look at stuff and um, I can tell you right then and there what's what the issue is. So I just think that that is um it, things just started changing when I started saying that. Who's in the wrong, the artist or the client? Um, can't couple couple ones I'm just gonna lump together. Can I pay you later? I don't get paid until this day. Hey girl, can you do me a favor? Can you squeeze me in? Those type of things. The hey girl, hey babe, hey love, these messages, um, that is something I think is your fault as an artist because you have opened that door somehow to be really fluid with your professionalism. So a professional person is not going to call you love or babe or girl. They won't do that. They're going to call you by your name. They're going to be professional all the time. And so when you open that door, then they can come right on in with these, hey, can I have a favor? Can I pay you later? those type of things. So I do think that that is something the artist can change um, and start putting up that boundary. If you see that coming in, if you just don't give it back and you just remain professional, this doesn't mean that you can't have great conversations with your clients and um, be personable with them. It just means that you're professional first. And so they always know that they can't really cross that boundary that you've placed there politely. It doesn't have to be ugly or awkward. It's just there. Um, I also, I mentioned this in another episode, but not every client is your client and not all money is good money. We've heard this expression, these expressions so much. And I think that that's so important to realize is that who are you speaking to on your social media and on your website? If you, if your voice on those platforms are more fluid and stuff, you might be attracting a certain person that's going to be that way with you and not be as respectful of your artistry, your time, your policies and things like that. So I would make sure to stay professional. You can be relatable. You can bring some humor onto your page, but overall it should, you should show your professionalism, um, above all else. So I would love to do more of these. I think, um, this is really, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just feel like this is a fun one to do, but I hope you guys enjoyed and I'll be back very soon with the next episode.